0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at com. Welcome to the family.
1: VDW Group: No purchase necessary. Boy' prohibited by law. See terms and conditions: 18 plus.: Yes, it's, it's a beautiful time, a beautiful time in the studio. and we're here again live, just getting ready to see what God is saying and, 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 and being excited really about breaking the chains. Of addiction, and I know um uh, sometimes we've we've set our mindset to think that addiction is just addictions are just particularly um drugs what have you, but as we begin to look into uh, what exactly is my addiction and and I believe that at some point all of us can say that that maybe we're there or at some point we can say. That, 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 that we, we were challenged with some of the same things. So I just want you to set your minds and your hearts to making a change on today. Being a part of a change on today. Doing something different on today. Making a difference on today. And in making that difference, we 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 have to embrace some truths about our lives and some things about our lives that may not be so pleasing. As you think about that for a moment, just 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 look at your life in a whole and think about some of the behaviors and 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 some of the decisions that we have made. And matter, matter of fact, some of the behavior we continue to. Repeat over and over again, and as to why, even into the relationship we choose. Um, I've heard um, different women say from time to time they don't know why they keep attracting the same type of men. Our men have said at some point that he don't know why he keep attracting the same type of women. And I believe it goes back to, and it lends an ear to, we have some type of addiction of something or something or to someone that we find ourselves repeating the same behavior, repeating the same things over and over and over again. So tonight, let's be mindful on how can we break the chains of addiction, addiction, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get tongue out that for some reason, all of a sudden. But um um we definitely want to, to overcome the issues that, that plague us on today. What has kept us bound, what has kept us stuck, what has kept us in this box, in this place where we're not experiencing a level of victory, a level of growth, a level of progress, a level of elevation. If you if you see that being your situation on tonight, then let's break that that chain. Let's break that wall. Let's break that tradition on tonight. Have 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 you found yourself in a position where you've been just literally stuck, or or, or you keep repeating the same behaviors, or keep making the same choices, and 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 you don't really know why? And you find yourself in a struggle in that area. Tonight we're going to deal with breaking breaking the chains of addiction. And, matter of fact, um, joining me also will be uh, Ms. Tammy in the studio also with me. Good evening, Tammy. Welcome in the studio. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
2: Um,
1: so as as we get ready to let's let's go in a word of prayer and and I just want you to really just again look at where you at in your walk. And some of you may may have a walk with Christ and some of you may not have a walk with Christ. But tonight we want to really um 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 lunge into leap into the area of breaking the, the chains of addiction. What, what what is it that has you stuck about? What is it that you keep making the same decision about? Really just reflect on that. This is this is not another show, another level of entertainment, but this is this is could very well be the change that your life need. The change that your cousin life needs. The change that your 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 relationship need. But this could be the change for the rest of your life based upon how you embrace the absolute truth about tonight, so let's go into a word of prayer, if you will, Father, God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you again for life, health, strength, and peace, O oh God. We ask you, Father God, to be everything that you've been to us thus this far, but even more tonight, God, be an ear so we can hear even better, God, be an eye so we can see. Even better, God, into our own personal issues, God, to where we're willing to bring it up, deal with it, and allow you to remove it out of our lives, oh, Father God. These things have kept us as men, as women, as a people, as a nation, and even as a community, oh, Father God, kept us bound and stuck in a place, oh, God. Tonight, we need you to break the chains of addiction, God. We need you to break the chains out of our lives, oh, Father God, that's had a yoke around around our neck for so long, God. We need you to release us, oh, Father God, through your word, through your anointing, oh, Father God. We look unto you, Father God, to bring forth that deliverance, oh, God. So we thank you. We honor you, God. We truly bless you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. 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 If you will, give us a call on tonight at 818 691 seven four zero six. That's eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. And what we want to do also um um just kind of, kind of look at what we, we know to be true about being addicted to something or having addiction to something that we may have family members that have been addicted to drugs, uh, addicted to alcohol, addicted to cigarettes, addicted to something in their lives. But tonight, we want to look at what the definition says about addiction, and how can we bring out, or even um, the word I want to say is, 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 we can see things that are similar that are in our lives based upon what the word itself means, other than just what we normally would think it mean on the surface. You know, because when we think about being addicted or somebody having an addiction to something, we think about the typical the drugs or are the alcohol, the pills or this and that, the, the things that, that are more common. But as I began to, to study and look deeply into the word itself, it really goes into a, a number of different things that you wouldn't even consider to be an addiction. And so, so tonight I think will be very profound and very enlightening, and also very liberating for us to find out where we are in our walk. And those of you that may not be walking with the Lord, that you're looking to walk with God, you're looking to have a relationship, or maybe you have backslidden in your relationship. Maybe you're not in such a good place tonight. Where, wherever you are tonight, we want we want to we, we want to deal with that. And see how can we even have a closer walk with God, but at the same time drop some of those things that are in our lives that's had us stuck and had us bound and had us in a place of insecurity, a feeling inferior to life and to the things life has to offer. And I believe it starts with, even an addiction is a yoke around one's life, a yoke around someone's neck. Let us break. The chains of addiction tonight in a real way let us break those chains people of God and in breaking those chains um again give us a call on tonight it, it may be something you want to share someone you may know that may may be struggling in that area maybe it's some question that you may have just in in in, in wondering um what it consists of or, or or you may be struggling in an area. Somebody may be smoking weed and you smoke weed every single day. And you don't know how to stop smoking weed. A lot of young people they smoke um the the the, the weed they call it loud. You know, back in the day it used to be sex or mid or something of that nature, but as as the world evolved, Um, So does um, 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 drugs and people have it and people need. So tonight, give us a call with with, with maybe your struggle or or your comment, and and we will definitely pray and definitely try and answer and speak to whatever the struggle may be when it comes down to being addicted with something, addicted to something Um, on tonight. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God. And what we're going to be looking at is the word addiction. What do that word mean to us on tonight in the natural? What understanding do we have with that word? What do that word mean? And I think typically we would think the word, um, and I know in time past we all have uh, given ear to the word meaning are associating the word with someone that's on drugs, somebody um, getting high on some type of drug. But that word goes just a little bit deeper than that. And and that deeper that we want to go into tonight, um, we're hoping that it's going to bring some liberation to some folks, <clears throat> excuse me, or some people that need to be delivered. And addiction, let's look at that word. Addiction. One definition meaning of that word says dependence, a need, um, a habit, a weakness, an obsession, an attachment, a craving. Um, it goes into vulnerability, subordination, enslavement, severance, and over-reliance. Think about those words just for a moment, people of God. We want, we want to be practical, and we want to take the practical and allow God to add his super to it and may let the supernaturalness of God, the supernatural spirit of God, begin to minister to us and how those things or those words been tied to us for most of our lives and really not knowing that this is a type of addiction, an addiction, that this is a type of an addiction. So, in that, think about those words: dependency. What is it? What is it that's in your life tonight that you're totally dependent on? You can't make it without it. And I'm gonna go real simple with this. Some people, and not all people, I've seen it more so um, in the Midwest. That some people really need caffeine. To get their world started, some people cannot move, cannot function without caffeine. What is caffeine? It's a stimulant. We do know that. And caffeine comes in the form of just, just simply coffee. Some people need coffee to get started, or even some people have an addiction to Sonic Ice. I, listen, what I am saying, we want to, and and, 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 and we want to be able to. Pinpoint, and I'm, I'm I'm taking it simple. I'm starting out simple, but we're gonna really get into the very essence of being addicted to something. Cause in in, in, in if we all be honest about it, that there there have been people in our families that's been addicted to crack cocaine that's been addicted to powder cocaine, that's been addicted to pills, it's been addicted to pain pills, it's been addicted to alcohol, it's been addicted to weed, it's been addicted to heroin, and these things have literally destroyed our families. As I'm speaking, these things have destroyed our family. And it, it, and it's not cute. It's not okay. And, and here this people of God, a lot of men, A lot of men have walked out on their families behind an addiction. A lot of men have walked out on their families behind some type of addiction. What is that addiction tonight that your family member may be struggling with? So addiction is is very serious. It's very serious. It's made men of God walk out the pulpit. It's made men of God take church money and go tricking with it. They say may men of God take church money and do things with it because of an addiction. So tonight, think about those words that 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 you can identify with, maybe in your own personal life. I'm not really sure if it's in your personal life, a friend of yours life, or somebody else's life you know. Think about these words just for a moment. degress just for a moment, people of God. Digress just for a moment. And as I share these words with you, think about these words that stand out loud in your mind. The definition for the word addiction is dependency, need, habit, weakness, obsession, attachment, craving, vulnerability, subordination, enslavement, severance, and, and over reliance. So severance, that's the word I'm trying to pronounce there. Think about those words in that have you found yourself weak for something all the time, in need of something all the time, wanting something all the time, are vulnerable to somebody all the time. And a lot of times, men and women, I'm, I'm just going to say it like it is, that sometimes we're weak when it comes down to sex. We're weak when it comes down to choosing the right mate or choosing the right person. Or even if it's a drug, if it's cocaine, if it's if it's weed, if it's, if it's pills, if it's liquor, if it's the Newport, even in that addiction... That we make choices that are not healthy choices. That even if you get high enough, just remember the night, the the time that you've been out to a nightclub and maybe you snorted some cocaine or you smoked some weed or you drunk some Hennessy and it put a spirit of boldness and also a spirit of vulnerability at the same time. At the same time, you're feeling all these emotions and you found yourself sleeping with someone. You don't know whether they got A's or not. This is the power of addiction, people, of God. This is what this, these things influence us to be. And it goes on, and and it goes on, and another definition for addiction, having an addiction, is being abnormal, abnormally tolerant to and dependent on something that is psychologically or physically habit forming. Listen, hear that, hear that. Being abnormally tolerant, meaning the level that you tolerate what you're doing or that drug, or that addiction, it's not even normal. Oh, man, listen, be, listen, I don't know what your drug of choice is, but I know and I heard and I, I've I seen people experience being up all night. Even from the drug Molly, from the drug cocaine, from the, from from the powder cocaine to the crack cocaine, having you up. Even I think um they, what they call it crystal meth. You have testimonies of people bit up for three and four days, abnormally tolerant, and they're gonna become psychologically and physically addicted. It's a habit now. What it is that you find yourself struggling with. Listen, addiction has caused people, caused mothers to leave their kids in crack houses. Having an addiction have caused fathers to go in and take the whole house out to the pawn shop? An addiction has caused people to blow somebody's brains out. I'm talking about in the church. It has caused women and girls They become prostitutes and degrade themselves and demoralize themselves out of an addiction. And it it goes into just a plain old weakness. What about that woman keep choosing that man that keep beating her up? Or what about that man keep choosing that woman that keep using him up? He finds himself with another aggravated assault charge because he don't know how to pick the right woman. He don't know how to, to, to channel his anger. He don't know what he's looking for, but he's addicted to choosing certain types of women. Our women are addicted to choosing certain types of men? A vulnerability? Have vulnerability been an a, a, a issue in your life? Has it been a challenge in your life? Has it been a challenge in your life? And we got to watch out for the people that can quote scripture, that will say, well, there's not now no therefore, no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, we can easily say that, but but in, in getting high and doing the things that we know God is not pleased with, we can't say that and not read the next part to that scripture. Yeah, God, there's no condemnation. God don't condemn us. But it says, and those who not who walk not after the flesh. And tonight we want to look at this tonight, people of God, and ask yourself. Ask yourself this question. Have your dependency on something. And listen, it, you ain't a bad person. We ain't bad people. Because all of us have had some type of some type of addiction, a stronghold in our lives that has made us make make bad choices, and it caused a domino effect in our lives, and we didn't know how to come out. I mean, what do you say to the person that's been smoking weed their whole lives, and they're trying to get right with God, and they don't know how and every time they smoke and get high. They want to turn their life over to God. That, that's very real stuff. Are the person that get high on cocaine, smoking it, or sniffing it, or however they, do, however they use it, that in that, they, now they want to get with God. Those are very real realities in their lives. Those are very real realities. Are the preacher or the minister that keeps sleeping with the secretary, and he's married. And he want to repent to God, but he's addicted to that behavior. He's addicted to that sex. He's addicted to those bad choices. A vulnerability, a weakness. I don't know how you would name whatever your weakness may be, but if we all be brutally honest and take a snapshot at our personal lives, what is it out of the names that I named when it comes down to having an addiction? an addiction, then what is it that you can say either I'm there or I'm struggling coming out of there or I've been there, you're not there anymore? Out of having a dependency. What's the dependency in your life? What's the need that you have? What's that thing you have need of that you cannot do, do without tonight? Or what, what's the thing that you crave a lot? matter of fact, um, in that, that, that word, having an addiction, it goes into craving. And the word craving goes into an intense desire for some particular thing. An intense desire. Tonight we're going to be in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. And we're gonna look at the, 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 the spiritual component, the spiritual side of how can we and how who are we and where are we in our walk, in our lives as we deal with breaking the chain of addiction. Amen, amen. That where I don't know why that word is seen to be a challenge. But tonight, um we're going to look at that word very 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 intensely. Let us go into the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And before we before we jump into the scripture and the word today, um, we want to thank God for all of you callers. I see all of you callers out there. If you want to share a comment, just press one, and I think we can bring you in live and you can share a comment. Um, give us a call tonight, 818-691-7406. Again, we're dealing with breaking the chains, breaking the, the, the barriers of the things that the yoke that kept us addicted, has kept us making bad choices, that has made men, has made men of God leave their families, leave their wives, leave everything they know to be normal for a night of addiction, struggling, stuck. I mean, as I said earlier, it has caused preachers to walk away from a church. It has called preachers to spend church money. It has called women to leave their daughters over crack crack houses. It has called women to prostitute their own children. It has called women to sell their own children for a bump of crack cocaine, for a hit of crystal meth, for some type of drug, some type of addiction. But in the essence of that, it's not necessarily the drug, it's the problem, it's the behavior. It's the behavior. It's the reason why they feel they have that need. It's like a woman staying in a marriage relationship for 20 years, 30 years, and have a man beat her constantly over and over again. As a matter of fact, i seen my mom. My mom dealt with it. For 20 years, my mom put up with my father, and after I got saved, before I got saved, I did not know why my mother stayed in this relationship with this man. I could not. Figured it out. Only to after I got saved, understood God, and began to research. In her mind, that was normal. That well, abuse was normal for her, or uh, she made it become a normal. Here is I, I, I believe she made it become a normal. And when people have a weakness, when people are vulnerable, they make whatever that vulnerability be. It become a normal in their lives. It become a normal in their lives that they don't see another way to make it change. Let us go to Romans chapter chapter eight. Romans chapter eight, and and see what the word is saying to us on today and about how we need to address where we are and how can we break those yokes that are on our lives. How can we come out of being dependent on something that has caused such catastrophic results in our lives? How could we? How could we come against that spirit that lures us back into the dark places that God has brought us out of? How do you come out smoking weed? And then you smoke weed every day. The, the, the word we, they use in the street, is, is they call it a person who smokes weed every day, is a weed head. Now, how can you be 21 years old and all you do is smoke weed all day long? Now, we can judge it and criticize it with, as, as, as believers. We should. But why, why not look at what's causing them to want to smoke weed every single day? What's causing them to want to go and get high on weed, on cocaine, on alcohol every single day to where now these people that are normally decent people be become people that that are driven, people that become reckless, people that make wild decisions out of their need for a drug are a need for something, a need for someone. They make bad decisions. And these are not just people in the street. These are us people as Christians. I thought who love the Lord and know more than five scriptures. Who love the Lord and know more than five scriptures sitting up in the church dying with an addiction that they cannot control. You can't go to the pastor. You can't tell your best friend. You can't tell the person sitting next to you in the pew. Because we all sit in the church and we acting like we all got it together. We got on the facade. We got on this big old front. We got on this big old show. But at the end of the day, we sitting and we're struggling with an addiction that called our family life to be wrecked. That's called our jobs to be wrecked. That's called our character to be questionable. That we don't know how to overcome it. And we're stuck. Right there. Because we do not know how to come out. We want to break that tonight. We want to break that addiction tonight. Because the blood of Jesus is sufficient. And if you're willing, the Bible teaches in the man that was on the mat in the book of Matthew, New Testament, said if thy, if it's thy will to be made whole, will thou is what Jesus said, be made whole. Will thou be made whole. What's your addiction tonight? What's your struggle tonight? Do God do God understand understand our infirmities? Yes, He does. Yes, He does. Think about how many times that we've sat in church. Or how many times, matter of fact, some of us sat at the back of the church because we don't want the church to judge us. Because we may smell like smoke, we may look like we've been up all night. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I may look like we've been fornicating. or it may look like we've been fighting. But we're struggling. We got some issues on the inside. We can't go to the pastor. We can't. We don't know what to do. Matter of fact, then we begin to condemn ourselves and hold ourselves and put ourselves down because now we feel we don't let God down. We're condemned, and it's over with. People of God, I'm here to tell you tonight, there's a God that understands your weakness. There's a God that understands your infirmities, and he also provided a way for us to come out if you really want to come out. Give us a call tonight. Share a comment tonight, and let's, let's just look at the word of God and see what God is saying, how we can come out tonight. And just to be mindful again, let's look at the word addiction, then we're going to jump into the scripture. Having an addiction means a dependency. What what are you dependent on? A need. What are you in need of all the time? Habit. What's that habit make you not be who you are? Weakness. What's that thing you weak for? Some men, it's, it's pornography. It's a weakness. That becomes an addiction. You're addicted to it. Are you a bad person? Maybe more likely than not. It's not that we are bad people, are are, are doing bad things. It's that that addiction makes you cross a line between what is right and what is wrong, and there's no gray area in that. And you find yourself making these choices very easy. And guess what? To the wife that you told you was coming back home, and it's been four days since you've been back home, to the kids you said you'll be at the park, you help them fly the kite to the kid or the daughter that you said you will be at the daddy-daughter dance. You could make it to the daddy-daughter dance because of that addiction, because of what you're struggling with, because of that drug, because of that habit, because of that thing. I've heard even daughters say, well, my daddy loves drugs more than me. My daddy want to get high more than he loves me. That's not really true. What happens is that dad, that father, that man, that woman, that mother
2: do not know
1: how to channel, do not know how to deal with that craving. The church don't teach it to you and maybe not not familiar with how to come out in the name of Jesus. Let us look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse, I want to say we want to be in verse 12, no, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, let's start at verse 1, let's start at verse 1, and and again, give us a call tonight, the chat lines are open, you're more than welcome to call, share, comment, and listen, tonight we just want to be real, we want to be honest, we want to be clear, we want to be for certain, and, and listen, whatever you're struggling with, Somebody else don't struggle with it too, in the church, out the church, it doesn't matter. It does not matter, whether it was cocaine, whether it was a cup of coffee. All we want to do tonight is be better, be delivered, and the chains of addiction is broken off our lives. It could be a bad relationship that's made us make that that made us make bad choices and bad decisions. Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Now, listen to this. Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. Have you heard that scripture preached a lot of times in church and we kind of just stop right there? Oh, 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 look, look brother, it, it ain't no, it's no condemnation in those that are in, in Christ Jesus who, who walk not after the flesh. Or oh, there's therefore now no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. We don't get that second part. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What is condemnation? What is that condemnation that the Word of God is talking about? What, what is that? And for a believer, it's when, when, when you know to do the right thing, but you find yourself making the same old mistakes over and over again. You find yourself, and once you make that mistake, you find it hard to forgive yourself. You judge yourself. You're hard on yourself. You tell yourself God don't want to deal with you anymore. That you're not good enough. You can't never make it. You can't never overcome. Let's look at what the word "come to nation" means. And tonight, people of God, we're going from where we was. Where we were Where we was. Excuse my language. I have to speak sometimes very southern. But but the point being, um, the point being is that. From where we used to be, where we are today, and where where do God desire for us to be? And where do we desire to be for ourselves? Where do you want to be after the after tonight, after tonight's program? Where do you want to be? The word condemnation means an expression of strong disapproval Pronouncing as wrong. Remember and, and, and those of you that that when we sin against God or we make a mistake or we do the things that we know that's not pleasing to God and, and that same condemnation that we have on ourselves and hold against ourselves, it keeps us out of church. It keeps us from reading the word of God. It keeps us from praying. And the devil utilizes that to keep you stuck and in a dark place, as though you're not worthy, as though you're not worthy. Think about the last thing you've done wrong, and how long it took you to come from that place. Think about those things, people of God. Think about those things. And another another um, definition for the word condemnation is a final judgment of guilty. You know, we feel like this is this is it. This is final. God is God is gonna speak to it. God has spoken on where we at and there's no way out. But I'm here to tell you tonight, people of God, no matter if you're you're struggling using a drug, struggling with sex, struggling in some area in your life, God is a God that's willing to forgive you, but you have to first forgive yourself. Start with forgiving yourself. Start with saying, Lord, I'm sincere about my walk. I'm sincere about where I'm at. But, God, I am struggling with what I'm going through. I do not know how to overcome where I'm at, God. I do not know how to overcome where I'm at. And in Romans chapter 8, we're going to look at it and see where we're at tonight, people of God. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh. I want to focus our attention on the word that are in Christ Jesus. Now, and this is just for you. When it says in Christ Jesus, now all this is going to become pivotal, pivotal to you coming out of that addiction or that dog place. if you're there tonight. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus speaks to the position that you're in. What position are you in tonight with Christ Jesus? Whether you're saved, unsaved, backslidden, you know you're not reading like you should be or in a right relationship with God like you should be, it speaks to what position are you in spiritually with God? Now, once, just think about that for a minute. What position are you in? Because in your position, it's going to determine the condition where you're at. In your position with Christ, it's going it's to determine your condition. What did the word condition mean? And hear this now. Hear this. It's existing circumstances, a particular mode of being of a person, of a thing, of an existing state, condition, existing circumstances. What position are you in tonight? And what circumstances that surround the position that you're in? Meaning, let's go a little bit farther. The the state in which you're in, is, is whatever you're in, is it chaotic where you at in your life? Is it drama where you at? Is it always confusion where you at? Cause the first thing that we have to determine as we deal with the issue that plays our life is the position that you find yourself in tonight. Are you in right standing with God? Do you know God as your Lord and Savior? Because that will determine a lot of the condition that's around your life or the state that you're in on tonight. So now we understand that it says, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus speaks to a position that you'll be in on today. Write this down and, and, and kind of take notes, and, and then we can, you can tie it back into where you need to go and the process in which you need to use to get there. What position and then what's the condition of where you at? Now it says, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, what position are you in? Then it goes on in verse 3. It says, it says, it says, who do not Matter of fact, let me, let me start over here. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping a little bit here. I'm jumping. Verse 1, it says, Therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ, Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. That's verse 2. Who do not walk according to the flesh. Now, what make us condemn ourselves a lot of time, people of God, what really make us condemn ourselves a lot of time is that we kind of know we're not doing all that we know to do. So it's easier to condemn where we at. And the devil used that condemnation against you because nobody else really knows your stuff but you and God. And so now we're caught in between the condemnation and our behavior. And now we're kind of stuck in between those two places because we really don't know how to come out. And the devil used that in our lives and and, and through our lives for a very long time, and we find ourselves living a defeated lifestyle. So now we pick up a habit of maybe smoking some weed or maybe having a drink or maybe having a smoke or maybe taking a sniff and doing some things, people of God, that keep us very vulnerable in our lives, very vulnerable in our lives. But what we what we have to do, people of God, is walk out through this process and allow God to really bring us out with the victory. Look at your position, look at your condition, and let us go farther. Who walked not after the flesh? What do it mean to walk after the flesh? What do that mean to you as a believer? What do that mean to you as a person to walk after the flesh? And we're just going to take our time and walk through it and get to where God is leading us to be. It says, now there's no condemnation in those who walk not after the flesh. What What do that mean to us tonight? Well, what is the flesh? In the Bible, in the book of Galatians, it teaches us about the works of the flesh that are obvious In our lives, what is the flesh, the anger, the malice, the rage, the jealousy? Those things that operate in our lives on a continuous basis, how do we not walk in that? How do we not be angry with our spouse or with our mate or with a friend? How do we not carry that anger around with us? How do we not do that? How can we not do that tonight, people of God? And look at the, look at the word flesh. The, the word flesh means the body opposed to the mind, the soul, the physical or carnal nature of humankind, sensual appetite. That's what the flesh means. That's what the flesh means. How can we overcome this tonight, people of God? Think about that thing that you're struggling with and you've been struggling with. And think about the word having an addiction that it means that we're dependent on something, in need of something, weak to something, craving something. And and what word sticks out to me more than all those words when it comes down to an addiction is enslavement. Enslavement. Meaning it's a master over your life. It controls everything about your life. To where if it's smoking weed, if it's sex, if it's some people are addicted to power, to position, to pain pills. It's it's such an array of different addictions that people have that those type of addictions control and manipulate their whole lives. And we are in the church with it. We're in position with it. We're mothers and fathers and uncles and nephews and, and brothers in this type of an addiction. And we don't know how to come out. And we see the word of God here. It says, walking according to the flesh in our flesh these things has dominion in our flesh these things have control in our flesh these things lead us so far out of the will of god how do we break that addiction i i did a post somewhere i was sharing with the gentleman listen if you need to for smoking 25 for a $25 bag of weed Break it down to a $5 bag a week, even if that's possible. And I'm saying that to say this. start making some type of effort to come out. Start making some type of effort to do better. Start making some type of effort to acknowledge that, God, I'm stuck. I don't know how to come out. I got an addiction. I don't know how to overcome it. I can't talk to the pastor. I can't talk to the preacher. God, I don't want to stay here. God, I want to be here. It's done got the best of me. It's done made me miss my daughter graduation. It's done made me miss my son's graduation. God, I'm stuck and I'm tired of being addicted, Lord. Help me, God, tonight. Show me, God, tonight. Teach me, God, tonight. Bring me out, God, tonight. It's done drug my life for the last. 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, and some of you know it's done made a wreck of your life. It's done pulled a life out of you. It's done made you be a liar. It's done tainted your character. It's done messed your world up. Because of an addiction, you have not been yourself. You have not forgiven yourself. You have not let yourself out of that dark place, that dark cave. And tonight, we want to break the chains. We want to break the chains of being addicted to dependency, being addicted to the need of something, being addicted with a habit of something, being addicted with a weakness of something, being addicted with an obsession for something. We want to break those chains tonight. And tonight, I believe my God, our God, is more than able to break whatever stronghold, whatever the issue, whatever the pain is, in your life on tonight. Give us a call tonight, people of God, 818-691-7406. You have a story. You may have a pain. You may have an addiction. You may have a need. You may have a struggle. Give us a call tonight. Share some of your story. Share some of your story. And also we're going to allow Miss um, um, Tammy, she's still in the studio with us, and, and, and just share some of her perspective and insight also. But give us a call on tonight, people of God, and definitely share your story.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Tammy again, and I just want to briefly say something. I've been listening to Steve um, and wrote a few things down here. When it comes to addiction and, and I think about people stay stuck, For reasons such as Steve mentioned that Because they become accustomed To um, Their circumstances, their lifestyle And this reminds me of, of, Of the first time I realized Or saw a young man that Clearly had been Abused and had an opportunity I mean clearly, badly been abused And had the opportunity Before him to not go Back into an abusive home But because that's mom, that's dad, this is my home, these are my things, this is what I know, um, it, it's better for that person to say, I choose this because this is what I know. It goes back to me when you talk about, and I know Steve is focused on, on the drug part of it um tonight and in some other areas as well. But, you know, when you get addicted to any drug or anything, there's usually, in my opinion, there's something there's a void in your life. There's something that you're using that drug, that food, sex, porn, whatever it is, you're using that, my opinion again, as a medication to meditate an area in your life that you are choosing not to deal with. So I just kind of wanted to say that an addiction is is food. You think about people that are addicted to food. In most cases, they're dealing with loneliness, um, self-worth issues, and things like that. So there's always a root to the addiction that anyone takes part in. It really, I believe, again, is just a way to medicate a void, um, a disconnect, a trauma, a hurt, a pain, something in your life that you are choosing to avoid may not start out that way. It may just be hey a friend asking you do this, try this. But once you get that high and realize where you where it allowed you to go and what it allowed you to forget, then it becomes the medication to meditate what's really going on in your life. Right. And so that's what I wanted to to say. And, and, and basically one more thing: reality. I wrote down reality versus perception. You know, it, if it doesn't align with the word of God. And I think we try to add so much more to things and try to make it fit. If it doesn't fit, if it's not, if, if you're not looking at what it is and then saying does it line up with the word, let it go. Work to let it go. I know it's easy to say let it go. We can't just instantly let it go. But it, it, we really have to start looking at, for instance, if you're saying a, a, a mother who stays into an abusive relationship or, or a woman, you know, we will find every reason that we should stay there. Well, we've been married 10 years. Well, we have children. What is the reality of it? Is that you are getting, you are being abused. Being abused does not align up with the Word of God. So look at the reality of a situation. It is what it is. And don't try to recreate the wheel. Realize it is what it is.
1: And, you know? I, and I know and I know for me, um, when I, I didn't know, church i didn't know jesus i didn't know the bible i just knew that that uh, what i what i was doing i thought it was right at some point and i and i felt like it was okay and I didn't know how to come out with a scripture. I didn't know how to come out with a word. And when I was slinging drugs and hanging on the street corners and doing what I was doing, you know, you know, you grew up in a lifestyle. You think that that life is okay. You think because that that's what everybody's doing down south. That's, that's what we do. You know, we ride around with, with rims and bowls, and that's how we live. That's how we roll. That You know, that, that, that means you've arrived, you know. you. you <laughs> It's, and it's sad that and most of us didn't have no father figures. Most of us didn't have no daddy. Most of us didn't have nobody accountable to because, you know, mama working two jobs. Mama doing what she doing, so mama can only watch so much and then you grow up with that lifestyle, then you know what? It, it, it becomes a little easier to smoke a blunt or drink, have a shot of Hennessy. It becomes a little easier, you know, that, that's what's up, to ease the pain. Because the real pain is, you know, this big old world, I don't know how I'm going to get what I'm going to get and do what I'm going to do. Because there ain't no daddy here. My mom don't understand. I'm a young man. She don't know what I'm going through. She can't understand. So we, the devil in, in do, introduce us to the lie. That make us think that it's okay, that it's cool, it's all right. And then after a while, you may have an uncle or two that's balling. Those of y'all, y'all know what I'm saying by balling, meaning that he's living a lifestyle that you know he's got money all the time and he don't work. You know, he got a nice car, but he don't work. So even even in that, we um, we find ourselves um, um, in a place to where we 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 make excuses as to our lifestyle. But tonight, we really want to look at how can we come out with the word of God? How can we get past the smoke and the blunts? How can we get past those things that that, that the surface is the drug issue, the surface of it? But it's what's behind the drug issue. What's making one use the drug or, or, or participate in the behavior? What's making one do that? What is that? Now, as we read on down, in, um, it says, Therefore, now, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Now, if I understand walking in my flesh goes into me, me, me living a lifestyle that's contrary to the Word of God. And, and we ain't got to be real deep with it, just kind of just make it real simple. What is it that's in your life that does not glorify exemplify, lift up, bring forth the thing and the word of God, the things of God and the Word of God. Just kind of just take a a a a a a look at the things that's in your life now that do not line up with the word of God. And then that that can all that can also tell you what position that you're in. What position are you in with God? Whether you, you you're saved or whether you have never been saved, are you in a backslidden stage? Either or, we are we are in one of those positions. And then after you determine the position that you in, then the condition of of, of where you at. Then how do we move forward from there? How do we get past that? And then it says um, in in verse in verse two, it says. Um, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So even being in Christ Jesus, it speaks to a life. You, I, I remember when we was younger how we would hang out and do things. And and, and, and even when we get older, um, how once you get so high, or once you do what you do, to the point to where you realize there has to be more in life. There has to be more that God has for my life. There has to be more that I can do with my life. And and now that the life you're living is not producing a fulfillment, even hanging out to the club, even using a drug, even whatever that thing is that you've been doing, it does not fulfill you anymore. It does not give you a peace. It does not give you a joy. How do we tonight, how do we tonight make a difference? How do we tonight break those chains that's been on our lives for most of our lives? How do we tonight get into a place with God? How do we do that tonight? How do we break those strongholds? And I really want to take it back to Look at your childhood. Look at some things you grew up into or grew up around. What is that thing that hurt you in your life? That you carried, that you never dealt with, that you never talked about? Then how has that same thing or that insecurity or that same pain that that that, that lured you to fulfill a void? to fulfill something in your life that only God can fulfill, that void. What is that thing tonight? Because the root of that problem, the root of that addiction, the reason why we smoke the weed or drink the liquor or snort the pot or smoke the crack or use it, whatever the reason why, the sex or the porn or the pain pills, whatever it may be, the reason why is hidden behind the void that's in our lives we never dealt with. We never we never really dealt with it. We never really dealt with it. Give us a call on tonight. Share a comment tonight. Share your story on tonight at 818-691-7406. That's 818-691-7406 in in um Romans chapter eight in Romans chapter eight uh, verse verse two as our reason for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Let's go back to the position that you're in on tonight because it's saying for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, so even in the law of the things of God. It has made us free, has set us free. But if we're not in position for that freedom, in position and lined up with Christ, then that freedom is not really allocated for us because we're not in the right position. Let's go back to our position that we're in tonight. What position are you in tonight? Because based upon your position can determine how well you come out. And that position determines whether you're you, 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 you walking in salvation, which is, is, is being delivered, walking in that deliverance, walking in that, that freedom, walking in that liberation, and walking in that peace. Because if you're not, then you may find yourself tonight with that struggle or having that addiction in your life to where that addiction takes the place of your position with Christ. 'Cause in that addiction we can easily know my know my minds, know my life to what our reality really is. What is our reality on tonight? If we all be brutally honest with ourselves on tonight, are we in a right position with God? So when we read the scriptures, when it says, Now there is therefore no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh. Now, hear this. There's therefore now no condemnation, condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who are you in tonight? Are you in Christ tonight? Are you with Christ tonight? Are you for Christ tonight? Then it says, Matter of fact, I want to look at the word um, "who walk" not according to the flesh. Do you know that word? That word "walk," that walk, that word "walk," actually means the manner, the the manner in which your lifestyle is lived. That word "walk" actually means character. It deals with the character of a man, the character of a woman. Who walk not? After the flesh. What position are you in on tonight, people of God? Where do you find yourself tonight? Are you in the right position? How can I let go of the struggle or whatever addiction that I may have picked up or may have allowed in my life? How can we let go tonight? And, you know, a lot of times um, I hear women, they go shopping on a shopping spree. Sometimes they get in an argument with their, with their spouse or when they get in an argument with their husband. When they get in an argument with a significant other, they choose to go shopping as a as a, as a coping mechanism. Instead of dealing with it, they'll go shopping. And all of these things, people of God, that we pick up instead of dealing with the real Underlying issues in our lives are negative behaviors that triggers other behaviors and other people. Are you in the right position tonight with Christ? Are you struggling with a, a, a physical or psychological addiction? You don't know how to come out of it? We read in the scripture that it teaches us that if we don't walk according to our flesh, we don't walk according to the things that in our lives, then we have an opportunity to come out in the name of Jesus. If we position ourselves in the name of Jesus, if we align our lives up in the name of Jesus, what position are we in on tonight? What position? Go ahead, call you on Hello? Go we'll call you on We're calling the area code
0: 617. Amen. Uh, minister Hi. Steve Johnson, this is Brother Darwin Harris.
1: Amen. God bless you, Pastor Harris. It's a pleasure.
0: Amen, amen, I'm sitting there just listening, <laughs> just sitting there just listening, and, uh, you know, I one want to say that you're doing a good thing. And, uh, amen, and
1: amen, amen. And thank amen. God for you. You're calling from the great city of Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> amen.
0: Man, you, 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 you're on a hot topic, and I don't have much to add. I just wanted to just let you know that, um, you know um that I, that I I I love love the work that you're doing in the Lord I love that you are a voice um that speaks to the relative issues of today and I and I think um that but but sometimes I think the solution is so simple that we run right past it but I had someone say to me once uh, uh brother and um minister Johnson that we can't facilitate growth beyond our own self so, what happens is we have to get we have to have transformed leaders to begin to set the platform for transformation for those that follow them you know it meaning that we have we have to also for us to be able to minister to someone in their deliverance, we have to also be be we have to have had our own supernatural experience with God and experiencing God in a supernatural way and but but yes. sometimes I add the question i have. For, for you that might even be worth conversation is that God has given us a plan to help us get out of the flesh and get in the spirit but we choose not to do it how much time do we really spend in prayer Minister Johnson how much time do we yes. really spend in prayer God tells us to pray without ceasing but we don't pray but we expect supernatural things God says to us right, to read right. his word we just, we just breathe through his word we cherry pick certain words but God he didn't say just read it he said study it how much time do we spend doing that? Then he says to pray, study the word, and then apply what we learned by faith. And then it also says in the fourth step, Brother, Minister Johnson, it also yes, says yes. That we have to let the Holy Spirit begin to have have preeminence and dominance in our life. So the reason why we're still in the flesh is because we're not doing the things that, require, that will allow us to get in the spirit. It don't happen by right, accident. Right. It don't and have anybody, You know
1: what I think, also Pastor Harris, as 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 you were saying that there 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 are a large volume of people, a large amount of people that I believe that because of the underlying pain that that they allow the uh, the the addiction that they have to numb them to a truth or reality to where. They can't pick up the Bible. They can't pray. I had I did a post. I've been doing a thirty a day walk with Jesus on. Um, I posted on uh, Facebook a thirty day walk with Jesus and just trying to reach a numerous amount of people that they 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 want God in a sense, but the in, the enemy is so prevalent in their lives that they don't even know how to come out. And the last place they find themselves is in a church. And and as you you were saying, just. Um, we have to have been there and done that, in essence, in what you were saying. And I, and I think God to, to, to be able to have a, rele, a, rele, a relevant message to a people living in such a time as this. Because if we don't go back to the prayer, and we don't go back to reading the Word, and we don't go back to being led by the Spirit of God, then we got a generation of people that's unchurched, un- Never had an encounter with Christ, and we, the church, is sin in church. While the rest of the world is is going to hell openly, and while the the, the the rest of the world is in the church, seemingly going to hell behind the cross. And I and I say that carefully, and I say that in in in, in this mannerism that there are a lot of people that's even in the fold of of church that have addictions that have not been addressed even in the church and what happened with let me, jump, let, me, prayer, let, me, let, me let me
0: jump in there though because it's really not, it's really not about church it's about having a relationship with Christ and when we start right. when we looking at life we looking at when we start looking at the real christian life relative to the christian life of the bible versus what we see now that it ain't really christianity at all absolutely because because the life of Christ was was he stopped by the church on Sunday? But most of the times that he spent and the lives that were changed were the lives he changed out on the street. So where's the church? The church ain't really the church if it's only if it if if, if it's relegated and comfortable sitting behind the walls and never feels the urge to go out and touch the community. Then it's right. not it's not, right. not the church of Jesus Christ.
1: That's and see you know truth.
0: what see that, that's that, that that's what i'm trying to, I'm trying to really tap into
1: tonight is that people are not compelled to go and knock on a door or go and tell somebody about Jesus because they have some stuff already going on, and it goes back to the position where it says those that are in Christ Jesus, that that they have some stuff going on. Instead of dealing with their stuff, we find them hiding behind the pain pills, hiding behind titles, hiding behind positions, hiding behind authority, opposed to laying out saying, God, I was a fornicator, I was, I was whatever I was. But, Lord, I want you to go and deal with my stuff on tonight, God. I want you to deal with my issues on tonight, God. I don't want to smoke another cigarette. I don't want to take another sniff of cocaine. I don't want to shoot up another, another, another needle of heroin. I don't want to smoke another crack. I don't want to fornicate with another woman. God, deal with my stuff so I know that I'm supposed to go out there and tell somebody about Jesus. And, and in my in my in, in my 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 post on Facebook, I was saying to the people that it's hard to go and tell somebody about Jesus and you struggling with your porn at your house by yourself. It's hard to tell somebody about Jesus and you got a bottle of gin in the closet your own self. It's hard to tell somebody about Jesus you on the computer every night gambling. It's hard to go and knock on a door and tell TJ to stop smoking weed when you got a blunt in your pocket. It's just hard to tell somebody about Jesus if you ain't allowed God to deal with your stuff, deal with your issues and peel back Shirt, peel back title, peel back look like, peel back the form, peel back the suit, take off the cufflinks, untie the tie, take off the hat, take off the makeup, and God, deal with my stuff. Show me me, God. This morning, I want to show me me, prayer with God. Lord, whatever business deal, whatever relationship, whatever contract, Whatever I got into a year ago, two years ago, two days ago, two minutes ago, God, that your hand was not on it. Your hand was not in it. You did not ordain it. God, break it off me right now. Deal with my stuff. And I believe until we become that transparent, until we become that real with God, it would be hard for me to go knock on the door. And I'm be my wife behind closed doors.
0: It's but, but, no hard for me
1: to knock on the door, and I'm fornicating every night.
0: Can't but do but it. the interesting thing chapter of scripture that you're reading from, and the man that you're reading about, this brother Paul, is how much how much of the leadership in the churches that we're going to is trans is is transparent. See, it's, it's interesting. See, it's one thing is to to be in a struggle, but to, but to act like you ain't got a struggle in and of itself is a forest. Here we got a man who changed six whole cities, who's still talking about there's a thorn in my flesh or that I'm struggling with myself and there's a battle going on. See, the battle becomes a, be, be, be becomes one that can be handled and can be overcome when we when, because the brother that, that, that we're trying to act like we're always okay with and we always make our, our struggle past tense and we don't make our struggle present tense, then we make it like that we have arrived. But, but the reality of it, this man is in the, he is done The man that we're talking about, Paul, is, is at the height of his ministry talking about his struggle. At the right, height of his right, ministry, right. talking about, you know, the battle between his flesh and his spirit and how often or where can you find leadership that's that transparent? You ain't finding it. it ain't out there. Because we want to appear to be something that we're not. We want to appear that you know all of our testimonies are old and passed by and many years ago. We don't make our struggle today. We don't make it like... I'm only one bad choice for messing up and it's only because of me being in prayer. Like if I say to someone that I got to pray every night not to make a bad decision, they say, "You? Absolutely." And they say, "Well, now I understand what it takes to to get on track." But, but the point is we make it like that i've already arrived and i don't have to pray about nothing no more i'm only talking about what i've done and not about what i'm going through we make the trans we make the struggle like it's past tense instead of the tr- struggle being an everyday process if i if we if we can we share with people that every day if you want to get through what you're going through if you do want to get past the porn and the alcohol you got to start doing this every day and we begin to show them every day, and we become willing to be with them every day, and to reach out to them every day. But the reality of it is that we in leadership ain't even doing it. We ain't even praying every day. We ain't spending the time we do. We do a lot of talking, but we ain't doing a lot of doing. Right, because, right, right. And, I, and because I, and the reality I is, that because then I can get praying every day, and, I, and I'm and I'm talking in my own personal challenges. If I'm praying every day the struggle that I struggle becomes becomes controllable. I can keep it at bay. Because my my flesh always wanna be my flesh. My flesh always, always wants to to, to to come back in and take control or my, my my carnal mind wants to start talking to me if I'm not allowing that new mind to have it have rule and reign. So so it ain't like it ain't past tense that the struggle that we have Whatever it might be, whatever struggle, lust of the flesh or lust of the eyes or pride of life, it don't even have to be drugs. It can just be arrogance and unforgiveness and selfishness and low self-esteem. It ain't even got to be drugs. It can just be the fact that I'm not being the best I can be. I'm just as messed up as the other person. And then here's another struggle. Here's one that we don't talk about. The Bible says in the book of James, for me to know what is right and not do it, we just as sinful as the man smoking dope. If we know that Absolutely. some stuff need to be changed and some folks need to hear what God is doing, or we need to reach out to some people, and we can walk by and wink at it and act like we don't see it, we just as sinful. We just we we become a co-conspirator with the person in the sin. Just we just right. as bad as right. And we That's got right. a lot of that going on even amongst us no one ain't right,
1: right right and I, and i believe as we go forward as, as as leaders as preachers just as a Christian in the word of god that the more we allow god to to examine us and pull back the layers of stuff our issues and expose them and and we grow then i think there's a you you become compelled to go out and help go out and share go out and tell cuz i think all of us can remember the time when we were deep trenched and stuck in sin and could not come out, could not breathe, could not find a way, and was selfish, did not care about nobody else, didn't want nobody else to care about us. All we was concerned with self. And I think right. once you get past self and understand that there's a God, there's a way, there, there, there's an order, there's a structure, I believe once we get past self then we can see God and His grace and His mercy. And I, and I even remember just I remember I got saved when I first got saved, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't even understand the grace of God. It was only when I failed, only when I backslid, only when I made some mistakes in God did I even understand God's grace. And if God can love me back, God can forgive me, then who am I to not forgive myself? So Amen. I think a lot of times, in, even in leadership, the 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 addictions and and the the, the struggles and the issues that we have i believe until we come to understand our position in God our position in God and what, what does that look like to walk and Paul says to to not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit and then he breaks it down and i'm going to jump i'm going to jump to verse um verse uh, verse 5 it says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Meaning to be carnally minded, it goes back to being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I believe again, and I believe again, that as God has commissioned us to go out to the unchurched, the people that have not met Jesus, it's incumbent upon us as believers, as leaders, just one who say they love God, just one who have a relationship with God. It's impossible to have a relationship with God and not want to share the goodness of who God is.
0: Amen. It's impossible. Amen. It's just
1: it's just literally impossible. So so as, as 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 we speak to the issues on tonight, people of God, feel free. Uh, you can call in. Um <clears throat> we're kinda of running past the time as I speak, but you can feel free to call in eight one eight six nine one seven nine zero four. That's eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Sorry, that's the number. Bless you, man
0: of God. God bless your ministry. And I and I want and I leave and I leave you with this one thought: evangelism is is easy when we look at it from the perspective is evangelism is one beggar telling another beggar where to find some food. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, that's, that's good stuff. If
0: you're hungry and you and you found out where there's a whole bunch of fresh food they giving away, you can't wait to tell somebody else who's hungry. Yes, sir. Amen. But you, know Listen, you know that food
1: gonna help them. You, you, know know right. you, to food hungry. you Listen, go over there. It's over
0: there. <laughs> that's right. And guess what? The, the sign is that you licking your lips, smacking your chops, and your mouth is greasy. You got crumbs all around your mouth. They'd be like, "Where the food at?" Exactly. You, hey, you know it's good. <laughs> you know it's good. I got a mouthful of grease. A mouthful of grease. Amen, Reverend. God bless you and Sister Tammy. Please give her my love and, and God bless you in your ministry, brother. God bless all those that are out there. God bless you all.
1: Amen. Likewise. Thank you, Pastor Harris. God bless you, Man. sir.
0: All right. God bless Amen. you too, bro. All
1: right. Again, people of God, God, God bless everyone that's out there on the line. Um, we 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 went past a little time on tonight, but that's okay. We're gonna get ready to wrap it up. I believe there's there's more to come out of um, 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 dealing with these these strongholds and these issues that we face every single day. Um, truly, we gotta stay prayed up. Truly, we gotta stay reading the Word, and sometime um, just in conversation with God throughout the day, listen to some gospel music, but it does not replace getting on your knees and praying to God. That has to become essential. That has to become necessary. That has become um, something that's very prevalent in your life. That 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 you pray, that you seek God, and and, and a lot and for a lot of people, it's not easy. But it is it, certain small baby steps that you need to take to start setting the atmosphere for the things of God, to start setting the atmosphere for God to have rights and have have, have freedom to come into your life. I want to leave you with a couple of things that um, um, I wrote down. Um, One, just be mindful, are you in right standing with God? Two, you must know what is right. In order to know what is right, you have to read God's Word. You have to read God's Word. You can't go by what the psychologists say, you, not discrediting all of what they say, but to know what is, 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 is morally and spiritually sound and right, you have to read the Word of God. Two, I mean three, you must desire what is right. Desire doing the right thing. Desire doing the right thing. But what are you saying? Listen. Listen to this. The devil loses tremendous influence over your life when you desire for what's right. Take when your desire, when your desire for what's right, takes preeminence in your day-to-day living. Wrong desire is not sin. I'm gonna say it again. Wrong desire is not sin. Acting own wrong desire is sin. When you start designing what is right, you gain an incredible advantage in spiritual warfare over the enemy and over yourself. Thing three, and that's in design what's right. I mean, thing four, you must do what is right. Bottom line, the more we practice doing what is right, it's easier to let go of those things that are wrong because now doing right becomes a habit. Now doing right becomes a way of life. Now doing right just comes natural because it's just the right thing to do because it's a God thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It's a thing to do because that's what God does. God is a righteous God. God is a just God. So doing what is right becomes natural in our lives. And and doing what is right, I'm going to read this. It says, that it's one thing to know what is right. It's another thing to desire what is right. You conquer your desires and Satan when you do what is right. Your life is most marked not by what you know or what you desire, but what you do. I'm going to say that again. Your life, people of God, is most marked not by what you know, are what you desire, but by what you do. You can do what is right even when your desires are in opposition to doing so. Say that again. You can do what is right even when your desire are in opposition to you doing so. Jesus gave us the most profound example in in in, in the book of Luke Luke 22:42, when he was in the garden and was saying, well, well, well Father, this cup is too much for me to bear. He was saying, I, I, God, I don't really want to do this. His mind, his natural mind was saying, Lord, I, this is just too much. It's just too much to handle. It's too much to deal with. It's just too much. But he said, nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done. The next time you're confronted, and listen, this is for all of us. This is for all of us. The next time you're confronted with doing something that you know is not right, take a moment, if, if, if you can, and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will. It may not necessarily be, be, be doing a wrong thing, because here Jesus needed to go to the cross and die. That was, that was his assignment. He needed to complete the mission, going to the cross, being beat, being spit on, being falsely accused, being nailed to a cross, going through excruciating pain. That's what he had to go through. He did not want to do it. And some of you may be faced with something, may not necessarily be a sin, may not necessarily be some issue that is something immorally wrong, but it could be morally right, and God is, 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 is asking for you to do it, or spoken to you to do it, and you're saying in your mind, in your own strength, in your own ability, that you cannot do it. That, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to preach. I don't know how I'm going to start a church. I don't know which way I'm going to go, God. I just don't know. But, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Not my mindset. Not my desire. Not my easy way out. Not my road path through the least resistance. But, God, your will be done. Can that be your story on tonight? If you at a crossroad in your very life right now. You're in a place in your life where you're standing in the garden. You're having a debate with God about which way and what. And you come into the place, and and here Jesus says, Not my will, but your will be done. That's Luke 22 and 42. And it says, Jesus knew his his foes. He understood how to overcome the mind games of Satan. That is our biggest challenge on tonight, overcoming the mind games of Satan. Because it all starts in our mind. It starts in our mind. It starts in our mind. So, people of God, I don't know what the issue, what the struggle, what the challenge you're dealing with on tonight. It could be a drug. It could be insecurity. It could be you felt looked over as a child. Your father may not have paid you much attention. You still feel a way about that. Or your mother. Or it could have been a relationship you was in. It could have been a business deal went wrong and you felt you got slighted or somebody um, 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 used you or, or betrayed you. Betrayal is an issue sometimes for a lot of us. Mistrust is an issue a lot of time for us. Dishonesty is, is an issue a lot of time. A lot of us have been scarred. We 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 we've lived a life that's been a life of void. Our life been void, and in that, it's made us. It made us decide. Or may, it influenced us to to make bad choices. It influenced us. To get in bad relationship it influenced us to condemn ourselves if that's your story tonight we're going to pray we're going to deal with that in prayer but if that's your story tonight let us denounce those things let us denounce that behavior let us denounce that let us declare tonight we're breaking every chain of addiction if it's vulnerability If it's vulnerability, if it's dependency, if it's weakness, whatever the issue may be, whatever the issue may be, whatever the struggle may be. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you again for life, health, and strength, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for the word. We thank you for the opportunity, God. I pray for those, Father God, that may be struggling in the area on tonight with an issue on tonight, God. And we declare the chains are broken by the blood of Jesus Christ, God. By the blood of Jesus Christ, Father God, we're asking that you remove it. we asking that you allow it to be broken. The yokes are removed. The burdens are removed, Father God. And they are destroyed, Father God, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, we honor you, and we bless you on tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless everybody. Again, we'll be back. This long. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Alright, in in the in the chat line. We in the we're in the chat room. Praise the Lord. Let us let us, let us go live there. Let us go live there in the chat room. Amen. Um, brother Chris, appreciate your brother. Amen. Um Sister Sari has a question.
2: Hi, guys, Kristen. Okay, this is Tammy. This is from our chat line. Um, basically, we have a listener saying, to answer Steve's question, she used to use religious practices such as going to church every time the door is open to get away from the reality of the drama at home and in her life. And then uh, one of our other chat listeners said, uh, I believe that our greatest weapons we can use against our flesh is continuous prayer and fasting. The more we do that, the weaker the flesh becomes, the harder it becomes to sin. Um, and the easier the easier it is to obey, love him, and create passionate hate for sin, the flesh. It creates a holy indignation within our spirits that fuels us, a determination to fight the flesh. And that's, again, from uh, Siren in the chat room. Uh, and that's it. So basically they were answering Chris's, Chris's questions and giving some uh, information as to how they dealt with things and basically fasting and praying. And then Siren was noting that she used to kind of just deal with or, or go with the religious practices to get away from certain things. So as you can see, there we all have our different roads that we take as it relates to addiction and the things that we substitute uh for the things that we're going through or, or have gone through. So that's from our chat line. Um let's see. Okay. And we don't have any more uh any anybody else that has selected the number one in the phone on the phone line. So with that, Steve, I'll pass it back to you.
1: Again, thanks once again for joining The King and You. Again, we'll be back on next week. Um, Next week we're going to probably continue this, make this a two-part series in dealing with some of the issues that has plagued us as people, as believers, as just just Christians trying to do better and be better. Again, we'll be back next week, same time, Tuesday, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock standard. Thanks again.
0: Bye.
2: Plus.